Hello everyone. I can't believe it's almost the end of the year. It's Nia from Aragon Research again. And welcome all of you to Aragon Live, the podcast for business and IT leaders, where Aragon experts share actionable insights to help you and your business move faster. Today, I'm really delighted to have Patricia Lundy, Aragon's Director of Marketing, joining us all the way from Los Angeles. Hello, Patricia. Hi, Na. Thank you for having me. Today, Patricia and I are going to discuss lead generation in the pandemic, especially virtual events. Speaking of which, we have an upcoming webinar on virtual events on November the 19th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. So now head to aragonresearch.com slash webinar to sign up for it if you would like to. It's completely free. So that is the great way to get to know more about virtual events. And back to today's podcast. Patricia, we both know that the COVID-19 outbreak has caused roadblocks in the execution of corporate events. Major companies are canceling or postponing their in-person events, which is often a huge source of lead generation and also has a very big ROI. So what do you think we should do to make up for these lost events and lost opportunities? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say that the first step is you know, if you already have a theme, message, or content planned for your in-person event, which many of us did, you can go ahead and repurpose it in a variety of different ways, whether that's planning a virtual event, turning it into a piece of content like a white paper or a podcast like we're doing today. And this way you can still get that content out there and accomplish the goals that you had for those events. And that's how your planned content can be repurposed so that it doesn't go to waste. It'll just take a different form. And everyone's pivoting right now to virtual events. If you are in digital marketing, that's what you are doing right now. So the key is it's really going to be doing something different and innovative because your audience is getting oversaturated with invites to events and with content in general. So I think asking yourself how to make your piece of content or your event more interactive and switching it up is a good tactic. Patricia, I totally agree with that. And, you know, at Aragon, we don't just host occasional virtual events, we live virtual events. And we have monthly webinars on super interesting tech topics, all the latest trends, all technologies. I think webinars are a great way to help generate and also nurture leads and demonstrate thought leadership and market awareness, which is really important to the noise these days. They are also a solid piece of content to provide to customers and potential new leads alike. And I think to make your virtual events engaging, Try including interactive features like Q&A, survey, polls. They've been a big hit for us. I think that the audience or, you know, just really everyone loves chipping in their opinions. And let's not forget downloadable content, which could act as a useful takeaway for your attendees. So a lot of virtual event platforms, they allow you to give access to, you know, multiple ways or multiple content so that your audience can download it just right away with one click. So that's great. And Patricia, I bet you still remember that just in September, for the first time ever, we have transformed to a completely virtually. That was quite an experience for me. How about you? Yes, it definitely was. So usually our transform tour events, our series of events that we have in Boston and San Francisco uh, across the United States. Obviously this year due to COVID, we went completely digital. So the challenge for us was to virtualize the event, but still maintain you know, the engaging experience that we used to have. Yeah, I completely agree that engagement should be the keyword here because that's so important to keep your audiences, your attendees engaged with you throughout the whole experiences because we both know that their attention is rather short now. And I believe that virtual events are the real trend this year. But Patricia, where do you see the future of events headed? Would this be completely virtual in 2021? 
Yeah, I think it really depends on where you're located because different areas are facing different restrictions. And I think that will have a huge impact on what the future of your events may look like. But I do think, and along with many other marketers, that we'll be seeing a lot more hybrid events with you know, maybe a small in-person audience supported with virtual viewers. We actually just did a poll about this recently and most marketers are leaning towards hybrid events followed by exclusively virtual events. So I think it's safe to say for 2021, there's really not gonna be completely in-person events. It's going to be hybrid or leaning toward virtual. So I think the challenge will be, how are you gonna engage your in-person attendees and your digital audience at the same time? This is gonna require a lot more preparation and perhaps more budget than previously was allocated for physical events. I think sometimes people think that, oh, a virtual event will save money because we're not paying for X, Y, Z. And that's true, you may be saving you know, rental fees and that sort of thing, but I think to make the experience more personalized, you start to incorporate other things and your budget can really expand pretty quickly. So that's just something to keep in mind. And I also think back to things like the Apple event, which used to be a hybrid event, essentially, you know, they would have the in-person component and the online component for both sets of viewers, and it was very engaging. And that event obviously had a very high production value. So I think production value is something that's going to become table stakes for, you know, hybrid events going forward, and that will also increase budget. So it's just something to kind of keep in mind as we move forward into next year. Yeah, so I think that virtual events role really going to be increasing in the years to come. And then I think even in the future, after the pandemic, like you said, we are going to see more hybrid combination of in-person and digital events. So as far as managing a successful virtual event, do you have any tips, Patricia, that you would like to share with our audience? Yeah, and we also have a virtual event checklist on our website. We'll put it in the show notes that details all of our, all the important events components to think about. So I would definitely recommend checking that out. But obviously, like we said, the first step is to develop the key content or the theme for the event. And that is really going to determine how successful your event is. You know, what audience are you trying to reach? What are they worried about? What are they interested in? That's really the most important thing is how relevant is the event that you're doing? And why is it urgent for people to attend? I would also consider bringing in guest speakers outside of your organization. It's more engaging and exciting to see a variety of new faces at your events. And using video to feature your presenters is also a best practice. And the second step that we all know is promotion. So everyone knows we're in event overdrive mode right now, and so are our audiences. And using a holistic approach to promote your event from email marketing, social media, paid advertising, is a way to make sure your event gets out to all of the channels possible. I'd also think about fresh ways to frame your content during promotion and give your audience a good lead time. So it's kind of common knowledge that it takes several touch points to get somebody to register or sign up for an event. So giving yourself at least six weeks to market it um, and get your audience familiar with your programming is key. Awesome. So that brings me to another key point. How do you differentiate your event from the rest? Because I think just in the last couple of weeks, I've get tons of email invites to all kinds of virtual events, which are great, but they worry a lot. And the other day, when we joined a summit for marketers, we talked a lot about the new concept called audience fatigue. The audience is feeling overwhelmed with all the events. So how can we create an engaging event that drives registrations, but at the same time, bringing true value to our audience? 
Yeah, I think this is the really hot button issue right now. I was just discussing this with a group of marketers recently. I think we have to reframe our goals for events. So do we want to just get the most signups possible? Or do we want to get the most qualified attendees? Or are we trying to you know, promote client engagement? Because right now we're not getting face-to-face -face time with our clients either. So I would say that to combat audience fatigue, and this is something you know, we'll also be diving into more in depth in our webinar, is that it's really important to have a variety of events. So instead of just having one massive virtual seminar, you know, host an invite-only session that's targeted for a specific part of your funnel or specific title group or that sort of thing to help them become more qualified. Or you can host something like a client-only happy hour and send them drink kits beforehand in the mail. There's actually a great service out there called Cocktail Courier that we've been using at Aragon, and it allows our clients to choose their favorite artisan cocktail. It's been a huge hit and just a great way to interact with our clients because we haven't been able to do that in person. And at Aragon, we're usually hosting client dinners, happy hours, and that sort of thing. So I think having the variety of events with targeted audience lists for each where there's little overlap will help to solve the problem of audience fatigue. Yeah, shout out to all the varieties of virtual events. We have so much fun with a virtual happy hour. And I think that our clients get so much out of it too. So I think that's a great way. And I think that's something that all of our you know, marketing folks can start experimenting with their lead generation strategy. Because from what I learned from Transform Tour, that it's really time to innovate. Because if you don't innovate now, if you don't try adapting and also like evolving at the same time, you're going to be left behind. So what are the, some of the best practices in terms of actually executing virtual events? I think the most important thing is practicing the material. I think this is a common sense thing, but it's not often really prioritized or taken to heart. So having a rehearsal or meeting with your event speakers once your event promotion is underway is really key. Making sure that presenters are comfortable with the material, that they're comfortable logging onto whatever platform you're using. And you and the event manager, whoever is running the event, should also be trained on how to manage any technical difficulties. A lot of event services do offer a tech person, usually an extra service that you can pay for to have them sit in on your event. But it's great if your team also has those same skills so you can you know, really maximize uh, the troubleshooting if that ever arises. And on that note, I'd really recommend having a backup plan. What happens if somebody has a sound issue during the event or a video issue or an internet issue? You should expect that this may happen and have a plan for it. And during the actual event, it's really important to be flexible and nimble so that you can quickly pivot if something unexpected occurs, that it doesn't catch you off guard or ruin your flow. You're just kind of going to go with it. And recently at Transform Tour, we actually had a presenter who could not get their video to work. We had spent about a half hour before the event troubleshooting it could not solve the problem, even though it worked perfectly during our rehearsal. And sometimes that happens. So we just had them present without their video. We had the rest of our presenters on camera. So was it ideal and what we wanted? No, we wanted everyone to be able to show their face. But you know what? They still got the content. And so that was something that we just had to go with the day of. Sometimes they go unexpectedly, but that's okay. Yeah, I think managing a virtual event requires a lot of moving parts. That's, you know, that's has always been like what marketing is all about. We need to have backup plan. We need to be ready, we need to be, you know, ready to take action. So that's great. And then I think with our recent Transform Tour, we had so much fun and we've learned so much from it. It helped us really 
prepare better for the last of the Transform Tour, Aragon Transform, which will be happening on December 3rd. And we took our huge award ceremony and turned it into a completely virtual one. And I think this is really, it's going to be something. I'm so excited for it. And if you have a long conference or event tracks, try breaking them into more digestible online formats. So this is what we're doing with Transform. We have a huge award ceremony, but then we break it into like sections. So people don't have to spend like the whole day just for the event, but they can just enjoy it whenever they feel interested in. And a webinar series that is done over the course of a few weeks, that could be your solution if you have like a very big conference. And this way, the content will be broken down into 30 minutes or an hour section, which is likely to get more attendance than two hour online section. And I think one important thing is that you should always put the audience first. Think of the virtual event as an opportunity to connect with your leads, not just during the event, but even after that. Don't think of it as a way to like, you know, just get more leads. Of course we need more leads, but at the same time, connect with them on a meaningful level, which should be our goal. And I highly recommend you to make your event available on demand for those that cannot attend during the scheduled event time. This flexibility would encourage people to register and also allow them to watch your event whenever, wherever, and however they want, which is really important these days. And make sure that there's a process in place to follow up with the event attendees and registrants. Your sales team should proactively get in touch with them and find out how you can be at their services, help them solve their business problems, or just really to connect with them. Yeah, definitely. I think sometimes marketers focus on just, you know, the lead generation part, like you said, and that is important. But it's really important to remember that you're actually communicating with real live people on the other side of the screen. So I think that's why getting really targeted and hyper specific in your events is probably going to be how the future of events go. I think we're going to see smaller targeted events so that we're really building meaningful connections. And that is what is going to set us apart from others during this time when we're just, there's a lot going on. So how do you stand out? So I would encourage everyone to, you know, experiment with a small happy hour, maybe send a little swag kit to your event registrant, just something that crosses that digital divide to make it more personal. And I think going forward in our really virtual world, especially with the pandemic, it kind of exacerbated that, but I think we we're always heading more in that direction. The personal touch is really going to be what sets you apart. Wow, Patricia, I 100% agree with that. And for those of you who have registered for Transform 2020 on December the 2nd and the 3rd, speaking of swag kit, be on the lookout for our virtual event essential swag kit. It's packed with goodies that are super useful and you don't want to miss them. As a marketer, I'm always happy to learn more about how other marketing folks are doing the virtual events. Feel free to connect with us and share your best practices. And don't forget to join our upcoming webinar on virtual events on November 19th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. And with that, I would like to thank Patricia for joining us and thank you to all of our audience for tuning in today. But this is all the time we have for today. So follow Aragon Live on Spotify or subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play. Thank you and I see you soon.